Is God consistently the Lord of your life? Then you are a new creation. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started, a daily podcast. And I'm your host, Pamela Staten. Everything is new. What's history is done and over, and Jesus has replaced your old with his new. New peace, new joy, new love, new strength. Since God himself sees us as a new creation, how can we do anything less? We need to choose to see ourselves as a new creation too. And we can through God's grace. So be glad, listeners. Give thanks, listeners. Live each day as the new creation that you have become through Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Pray with me. Father, I am so thankful that you are a God of grace, and I thank you that I am a new creation. Please give me the spiritual eyes to see myself as a new creation, looking past the guilt of yesterday's choices. Amen. Let's command our morning with some prayers. Pray with me. Father, I decree and declare that I fully rely on you to give me wisdom and power today on my job, at home, wherever I go. Father, I trust you to lead me in the way I should go. I commit to spend time in prayer and stand in faith on your promises. Download divine insight so that I will know how to conduct the affairs of my day. Breathe into my spirit fresh revelation so I can be on the cutting edge and defy the status quo. Mold me, Lord, into your image so my life reflects your character. Father, let the light of your love and truth shine through me everywhere I go. In the name of Jesus, amen. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I exhort, first of all, the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Listeners, prayer is not separated from what we do in the world. Rather, it should be at the center of our lives, whether we make a salary or we pay salary. If you are called to work in a secular job or run your own business, 
then you should be relying on God through prayer and faith to infuse you with his wisdom and power so that you will reflect him in your workplace, in your marketplace. Amen. Pray with me. Father, I will walk in the spirit. As a result, I will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Please teach me how to practice your presence all day long and remain in an attitude of worship. There is nothing more delightful than being with you, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, I speak to my own heart and I declare that I desire nothing more than you. I want you more than anything else. So thank you, Father. Thank you for promising that as I chase after you, I will be found by you. Ah, oh. oh, in the name of Jesus, amen. Prayer is not so much the practice of folding your hands, closing your eyes and kneeling at the foot of your bed or in a pew as it is the attitude of constantly listening for God's instructions as you go through the day. Raising my hand. Practicing the presence of God is there is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Let me repeat. There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. What is the key to maintaining this continual conversation? Maintaining the attitude of worship in every step of your day. This is what it means to walk in the Spirit. Please read Galatians chapter 5. Stay right there, listeners. Ooh. First Thessalonians 5 says, Pray without ceasing and remain tuned into God. Listeners, here's a good one from In Touch Magazine. 1 Samuel 18, verses 1 to 3, says all people long to be in genuine relationships. God has created us with this need as we were not meant to live in isolation. Our world is so driven by technology that many people today try to ease their loneliness through computer relationships. However, this can never satisfy or compare to the human fellowship that the Creator designed. But healthy friendships don't just happen. They require intentional effort. I love that. So, 
looking into Jonathan and David for biblical models of godly companions, we see how mutual respect is vital in a healthy friendship. More aspects of their friendship, these two men had an emotional love for one another. Their hearts were knit together. When one man experienced joy or sadness, the other man felt it too. They also had genuine devotion to each other, which is a type of commitment that involves giving. To show loyalty, Jonathan gave his friend material items, his robe and weapons. But these two men also selflessly offered more. Jonathan even risked his life and future kingship in order to save David from execution. Now notice too that Jonathan was often the initiator and the one who gave more. He was a prince, whereas David was a lowly shepherd. Social status should not interfere at all with cultivating a friendship. Listeners, we were designed for true companionship based on mutual respect, genuine love, and commitment. And this requires not only time and selfless devotion, but also transparency which means being real, even about our faults. Taking such a risk requires trust and such relationships are well worth the effort. So just had to get that in from Christianity.com. Let us continue to choose joy. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 9 says, The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. I love it. Aww. Whether it's over coffee, over dessert, or even on the phone, a cherished friend can offer the encouragement and God-directed counsel we all need from time to time. Friendships that have Christ as their center are wonderful relationships blessed by the Father. So through the timely, godly advice these friends offer, God speaks to us, showering us with comfort that is as sweet as perfume and incense. So what are you waiting for? Make a date with a friend and share the sweet aroma of Jesus. Amen. Pray with me. Jesus, your friendship means the world to me. I value the close relationships that you have blessed me with, and I thank you for the special people in my life. Lord, show me every day how to be a blessing to them just as much as they are a blessing to me. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those 
who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Lord. Deliver us from every evil. Amen. Back in a moment. And listeners from Pray More, it's talking about partnering with God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Well, that's us listeners. Romans 8.28 says that everything that happens in your life, whether good or bad, within or out of your control, happens for a reason and according to God's plan and that he will make everything work out for your good. Well, that can be hard to accept sometimes, yet that doesn't mean it isn't true. After all, it was true for Joseph, who'd been put in a pit by loved ones, sold as a slave, sent to the dungeon, and yet ended up number two man in Egypt. Now Esther, she had the right equipment to land in her king's harem, and she was in exactly the right place when a major threat arose against God's people. Although she found herself caught amid the machinations of men, Her cousin gave her some sage advice, telling her that perhaps she was in this time and place for a reason and that God would work through her to deliver his people. Well, Queen Esther rose above this stressful situation by remaining faithful. She ordered a fast to help ensure success and then put herself and the situation in God's hands, knowing that the results would be according to his will, of course. Pray with me. You've equipped me, Lord, for a purpose. Show me what you would have me do in this time and place. Oh, yes. I leave it all in your hands. Lord, with you as my partner, I know all things will work out for good and that I shall stake my faith. Amen. Listeners, Hebrews chapter four, verse 11 says, God means what he says and what he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Let's see if you obey. And now, from God's purpose for your life. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Jesus called us to be believers, to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Although we accomplish many tasks as the church, our primary message to the world is the gospel of Christ. Listeners, everything else we do is an extension of that primary goal, helping people to grow in the salvation that Jesus has given. The good news that we proclaim is superior to every worldly philosophy, political ideology, or self-improvement plan because it meets the greatest need of every human heart. Plan because it meets the greatest need of every human heart. Yeah. Reconciliation with the Creator. And although the message is always the same, methods of making it known are as many and diverse as we are. And we've been given spiritual gifts. We've been given talents and abilities to carry out the great commission that Jesus gave us. Some Christians think that talking about Jesus is only for pastors or missionaries or other ministers. But the Lord has a wonderful, unique, and specific way for you to serve him as well. So tell your friends and family what Christ has done for you. The limiting factor is not God's ability to use you, but your availability to his call. I love it. Pray with me. Jesus, show me how to serve you and give me boldness to proclaim your gospel. Amen. Daniel chapter 1 verse 9 says, God granted Daniel favor and compassion. Listeners, if you have read the story of Daniel, you'll know that he was a young Hebrew man who obeyed God even when it was costly to him. Daniel had been taken captive to Babylon, a nation that worshiped pagan deities and was forced into the service of King Nebuchadnezzar. As such, Daniel was given royal cuisine that had been first dedicated for idols, foods that the Lord had prohibited the Jewish people from consuming. So Daniel had to decide whether it was better to obey God or risk angering this cruel foreign king and disobey the Lord and please Nebuchadnezzar. At face value, the question for Daniel was about food and he could have rationalized that he was a servant and had no choice. But the real issue was allegiance to God. So Daniel resolved to honor the Lord regardless of what it cost him. 
and God blessed him for it. So today, listeners, you may face difficult decisions about following God despite pressures from others. And you're going to be tempted to do what is expedient to protect yourself. But remember, the Lord is your true defender. So be like Daniel and obey God's commands despite how fearful the challenge. Ooh, that's a good one. Because when you honor him, he will certainly prove himself faithful. Amen. Pray with me. Jesus, I know you are my mighty warrior and my true defender. I will obey, protect, and vindicate your servant, Lord. Amen. Nice. And always dramatic. (laughs) Now let's get the key to obedience. John chapter 14 verse 15 says, If you love me, obey me. Dr. Charles Stanley's on fire. This man is just brilliant. More than likely, you may have many keys in life. Keys to your home, keys to your car, and maybe even your desk. But have you ever thought about having the key to God's heart? It was given to you when Jesus, it was given to you by Jesus when you accepted him as your savior. Often people believe that the access to the Lord's favor comes through performing pious acts, following a prescribed schedule of religious disciplines or making tremendous sacrifices. However, the key to God's heart is obedience that flows from love. This may seem a lot like a previous list, but it is inherently different because of the source of its motivation. Instead of performing a collection of obligations for the purpose of staying right with him, Jesus wants you to relate to him personally and to submit to him out of love and respect only. He wants you to do in service to him to flow from your intimate relationship with him, not a sense of earning his goodwill. Let me repeat that. He wants what you do in service to him to flow from your intimate relationship with him, not a sense of earning his goodwill. So spend time with him, listeners, and say yes to whatever he asks out of reverence for him as God and out of your profound greatness for all Jesus has done for you. You'll find not only that you have the key to his heart, but that he has the key to yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that word. Thank you. 
pray with me? Jesus, I do love you and I do want to obey whatever you ask. Help me courageously and lovingly submit to your will. Amen. Listeners, please don't miss this tremendous opportunity to draw close to God, to be in his grip, to be in his presence, to be under his spell. Follow him, listen to him, trust him out of the love that you have for him. God obviously loves you, and we are to return love. It's an awesome message today. So glad you came to join me in this podcast. Come back tomorrow. We're going to pray some more. Tell your friends about the podcast. We're all going to heaven. And that is going to be the best journey of them all. Bye for now.